Hello, everyone. Welcome to the UEL Smiles podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Hamuda, a sports therapy graduate and a project coordinator for Smiles. This podcast is about you, and its main purpose is to connect you to your mentors, teachers, and any other guests and questions that you guys can request. Before we get into today's guest segment, I wanted to discuss the theme for this topic on our Instagram account, which was clinic. It was clinic week. We discussed why is clinic important, what are the best tips, tips, what are the best tips for clinic, and how can can I manage or can someone manage clinical notes. We started the week by discussing clinic etiquette, because as we all know, as we move into levels through the degree, the usage of clinic becomes more common. Clinic can be used as a place for placement, practice, past classes, and so on. So I stated three most important etiquette and advice that I took from teachers, mentors, and um, project coordinators that are on our that are on smiles, and the most common answers that I got were all relating to this. So the first thing is professionalism. As we know, the clinic is open to the public. Therefore, people can book in different types of treatment. And if you are a therapist, a mentor, or a patient, it's important to be professional and respectful of the environment. And the second thing is make sure you know what is needed to be done. So seeing a patient, being able to go through the subjective interview, objective assessment, treatment, home advice, and the notes to the supervisor, having that clear plan. So we kind of leave no room for mistakes. And the third one is to keep the environment clean and safe because the clinic is all of us. It is It belongs to everyone on the course. And if you keep it clean and safe and all within the COVID-19 guidelines. Now, we also discussed clinical notes and how they are an important part of the clinical process and how it states basic communication between the patient and the therapist. And it is mainly lined up to document the subjective, objective, assessment, plan, keeping and how important keeping your notes clean and precise and how it allows the supervisor to review your work fairly and also reward you for it. And the last aspect that we have discussed was the aspect of working in a team. One of the main aspects of working in the clinic is working in a team. Whether a therapist or a mentor is working in a team, it can be rewarding and it can help the learning process. And we also gave most three tips about working in a team, also according to answers that we've gotten which was communication, trying to understand how to divide up the tasks equally and smoothly, and also make decisions together and communicating with your supervisor. Because at the end of the day, the best is that you want to put your best performance forward for the patient. So yeah, that concludes our clinic week. Um, if you have any suggestions about certain things that you would want us to host for next week or the week after or certain topics that you want to discuss a little bit more in depth, um, please do let us know. And we hope we I hope that you've enjoyed Clinic Week. Moving on to our guest segment for today, our guest is Jacob Hood. He works at UEL for the Work-Based Learning and Employability, and he is also my boss in Smiles. I have worked for with Jacob for over two years now, and I'm very, very delighted that I will be interviewing him today for the podcast. 
So make sure you stay tuned. And if you want any other updates on the podcast or the smiles, make sure you follow us on Instagram at UEL Smiles or email us smiles at uel.ac.uk. Enjoy the podcast and thank you so much, Jacob, for being a part of it. Welcome back, everyone. As promised, I have with me Jacob Hood. Hello, Jacob. How are you doing today? Hi, Sarah. Yes, I'm great. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. And Jacob is our guest today, and he's going to answer some questions that have been submitted by you guys. And some of them I have made up myself to get you to know a little bit more about Jacob and his role and know when to reach him. So the first question is... Tell us a little bit about your role and your involvement with Smiles. Thank you, Sarah. Yes, so uh, my role at the university is work-based learning and employability manager. And what, what that basically means is that I'm here as a point of contact to support students with their, their employability at the university. Um, so I support around uh, placements um, and work-based learning. Uh, something also includes volunteering and internships. Um, also supporting around looking at what CPD and what qualifications students could be doing between uh, when they start at the university and by the time they finish to make mm-hmm. sure they put themselves in the best position to graduate. Um, and generally just also supporting around um, additional employability skills where where needed as well what you'll find as well sir is i'm quite involved with various projects at the universe mm-hmm. across the university yes. so any new partnerships that we have that we're developing with external partners employers then i'm normally the one involved in that any events with those organizations i'm very involved with um including projects such as smiles of course as well so Coming on to that second part of your question, my my role within Smiles is basically a co-lead of the Smiles project. So I work with Earl and Zanny, who is the Smiles manager, and I'm there providing um, support in terms of processes, in terms of administration um, and making sure that the Smiles gets the funding it needs uh, in order to keep going and and be as impactful as it it can be. So I provide support through Smiles primarily. So you won't necessarily see me too much in the on the face of Smiles, but you will. I do a lot behind the scenes, if that makes sense. Okay. No, I I do remember the first time um, Danny introduced me, and I think that was with your previous role, which was mainly to do with employability and placement, and you also overlooked a bunch of programs at the university as well. So. Um, Yeah, I think it's really important. You mentioned something about employability. And of course, it's a big, I mean, it's a big part of what we're doing and why we are studying to kind of reach a certain role that we've been dreaming of or we want to achieve. What would you say, in your opinion, from your experience, the best characteristics to have for let's say a sports therapist or sports rehabilitation or sports exercise science or a coach, what would be the best characteristic to have to make someone stand out or to have someone, you know, just kind of get the attention of the employer or get the attention of the placement that they want to get? Yeah, of course. It's a really good question. It's one a lot of people ask. I mean, I, I would say the first thing is there's no sort of 
silver bullet. There's no mm. one skill or one attribute that um, is going to um, get you a job. Because what employers are looking for is they're looking for you to be a really well-rounded individual and you to be able to do lots of things. But yeah. some of the things that always come up are what we call transferable skills or what the university term core competencies. And these are things like um, communication, teamwork, um, being proactive and showing initiative. Um, it's about leadership skills, um, as well as a range of additional skills. These are just some of them. You also need to come across as being really motivated and, and driven, right? Mm. So you need to show that you are passionate about what, you, what you're doing and that um, you're dedicated to supporting either that organization or, or whatever you're doing. So they want to see that you come to that role with, or whatever you want to go into with just that bit of something about you. You know, yeah. that, that, that thing that makes you stand out from other people in terms of your energy, your enthusiasm, what you can bring to that role. And so it's a combination of both attitude, um, um, behavior characteristics, as well as those skills, as I've mentioned, that really help students stand out. So I'm sorry I can't answer that with one particular skill, but um, it's, it's a culmination of all of those factors, as well as technical knowledge and expertise that you get from your course of course oh no that's amazing I've been taking notes as you're speaking I think that's a really really good attributes to kind of just keep in keep in mind and be able to put into your practice but you've mentioned that you've been working with UEL for how many years um I've been working with UEL for about six years but um, okay and studying before that so I've been involved with UEL for eight years now believe it or not Oh, that's amazing. So how, what would you say was your biggest challenge in any of the roles that you've had? Obviously, everyone who's a fresh graduate and wants to still get involved with the university, which for you has worked out amazingly, but what advice would you give them or kind of give them a little bit of a lesson in the biggest challenge that you had and how did you overcome it? That's a really interesting question. Um, I would say the biggest challenge I've had to date has been around actually managing my own time. Um, mm. I'm one of these people that uh, jumped on every opportunity I possibly could when I was mm. a student. And I'd highly recommend every you know, other students doing the same. I mean, it's given me, it's put me to where I, put me in the position I am today mm. with a job that I love and uh, working with a fantastic in a fantastic university, a great group of students. So I couldn't be happier with where I am. But the biggest challenge has been over time managing um, my, my time between multiple different roles. Because when I started off initially as a student, mm -hmm. I got involved with um, some various things I got involved with in national governing bodies um, on youth panels. Uh, so I was involved with uh, British Athletics Youth Advisory Group. I got involved within various club committees at the university, sports club committees as I'm a chair, personal secretary or similar roles. Mm -hmm. um, you were with major a busy events. man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> major events, volunteering. So there were lots of things going on. And for me, it was balancing, it was just balancing the time between all those various commitments, study um, and other bits. And ultimately you get to the point where some you 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 reach what is the, um, your capacity, right? And I think every student or every professional goes through this process. Yeah. Is that you get to this point where you take on so much, 
And it suddenly dawns on you that actually you're, you know, you're not getting enough sleep or you're, something is having to give because you're doing too much. And mm. I actually had that very sudden realization um, during my master's um, mm. when I, I'd just overdone it and I was overstretched and I Would was Would you say it was almost like a well. burnout? Would you say that it kind of hit you all at once? It absolutely was burnout. And it was probably the best lesson I've ever had. Um, but, uh, but a very difficult one at the same time, because mm-hmm. I'd never felt quite that like that. And it was, it was get, you say it gets yourself to the point where you drive, you get yourself to become unwell. So yeah. for me, it was working out um, at that point. Well, I need to step back away from some things. You know, I can't always say yes to things. Yeah. Um, so you, the key thing for me, I think it was, yes, all of those opportunities were invaluable and that's where, how I've got to where I've got to, but there also needs to be an element of, of realism around your expectations of yourself. Yeah. And sometimes you do need to drive yourself to that point of, you know, uh, feeling that way to be able to then understand, oh, actually I need to change or this is what I need to do. Mm. But that was probably the biggest learning experience and the challenge I've had is just around managing multiple commitments, both within a single role and within multiple. Um, and also learning, yes, taking on opportunities, but also learning how to say no at the same time. That might sound like counterintuitive, mm-hmm. but there is a, definitely a balance to be had. No, I think it's really important because you're not saying, oh, say no to everything. You're saying to not stretch yourself out because if you do so, you're not going to give your best to these opportunities that you're kind of given. So I think if you can do your best in selective ones, it's better than doing everything adequately or not even good. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or it's base, or it's saying that you know, take on all of these opportunities, but just be aware that if you keep taking on stuff, you will then need to maybe reduce your commitments in one place that maybe you um, isn't so much a focus anymore. But being yeah. being very clear with whoever you're reducing your commitment with to say, look, this is why I'm doing this and being upfront in terms of your communications. So you're not leaving anyone hanging. You're not yeah. going to an organization that you you know, been working with for a long time and just not turning up one week, right? Yeah. You're telling them in advance, you're saying, look, um, my priorities are changing. Um, just so you know, I'm looking to reduce my commitment in this role. You let them know weeks and months in advance rather than just dropping it on them instantly. So yeah. it, it's not necessarily about not taking up opportunities, but it's about you You as a student, you as a professional will always have to, you'll always be changing your priorities. You'll always be adapting and growing and progressing yeah and so it's just about what can you do when you know you start realizing you do need to manage your time a bit how do you do that in the most effective way yeah no I think that's really really helpful advice and I think a lot of people will understand that coming from you you know you said that you were very busy you were taking part in everything but you also realized like you have to prioritize the things that you really want and you have to prioritize what you can do well so I think that's a really so just diving into the next one very very smoothly what would you say which is a little bit of a bias what would you say was one of your most proudest projects that you've been a part of or you've worked on and it turned out great it turned out more than you've expected it yeah 
I think that one would have to be um, a program called Sport in Your Futures. Um, okay. So Tell us more about that. Yeah, of course. So Sport in Your Futures started back in 2019. It was actually part of my role within within uh, East London Sport. Um, and I mentioned this one because it's one that I've been involved with from start to finish, if that makes mm. sense. Um, so it's a it's a primary school events program primarily. And okay. it work focuses on engaging with primary schools across East London. And the whole aim of the programme was to bring primary schools into a university setting, giving them the first experience that they're going to have of a university environment. Oh, and wow. producing role models uh, through sort of, uh, sort of uh, sports scholars, so sport high performance athletes, as well as sports students to inspire them and raise aspirations. So they would come into the event day and they would have um, sort of physical activity sessions being delivered by sports students at the university. There would be mm-hmm. a q where they can find out a bit more about a university life or what their uh, students' involvement in sport has been and uh, asking some really great questions to inspire them. And then they stay as well for the um, sports fixture in the afternoon, so the Bucks um fixtures the university competitions and there's loads of entertainment around those events there's commentary there's halftime um sort of challenges and entertainment flags waving um Mm -hmm. so you can you can already picture the atmosphere around these events and it was just the the positive feedback that i got we got received every week from all of the teachers that attended all of the kids listening to this sort of cacophonous volume noise uh, in the sports arenas on each event. Um, you know, real roof raising volume, which I've never heard before. Hmm. And you're like, you know what, this, this event's having a real positive impact on the lives of these like, you know, local young people that have yeah. never been to an event like this before. It's having a real meaningful, beneficial uh, outcome to those people as well as our students who have the opportunity to get involved and get placement experience and work within the event um yeah so yeah and the fact that it's grow- this event has this uh, project has grown so significantly over the years as well has been fantastic absolutely amazing it's almost kind of like bringing people like bringing kids, you know, primary school kids, you think you'd look at, you're looking kind of like college level athletes. This is like something that's very, very, you know, having a um, 10 year old um, sister myself, like just um, kind of telling her about UVL and the sports and just having her like eyes light up because she's doing basketball. So I think putting them in the action, that is such a huge thing. And I don't think I wouldn't have, like, I don't think anyone would have thought of it on first like on just on the top of their heads oh let's just bring that into it so that's really really good what would you like yeah. did you manage everything about it like did you manage like the feedback and everything and um I'm, this is a really good question yeah I managed quite a bit about it so I it was myself and a colleague who put in the initial funding bid for the first year so it was a funded project okay. we had to get okay. the funding to run the project initially so that was the first step and that was a great process to be involved with and if I would always recommend it to students graduates if you have an opportunity to get involved in trying to raise funding for a project that you're looking to deliver that's a great skill to develop Uh 
Um, so I was involved in that. I was involved with uh, creating the structure around the events, being in contact with the schools, as well as actually being involved on the event day, as well as the evaluation, the reporting. So I was involved in pretty much every aspect of the project. Um, okay. So, um, yeah, it was absolutely fantastic experience and great development opportunity as well. So that's my first major project that I've had from start to finish, as I say, um, that I've been involved with. Yeah, that that sounds that sounds really, really nice. Um, just because time is slightly running out, I'm just going to end it with a very um, kind of nice and smiles related ending. You've mentioned that you're um, co-head of Smiles with Danny and Earl, and you guys have been doing amazing work. And as as long as I have been involved with Smiles, <clears throat> you've had a part in it, part of me. So I would say what are you looking for in the future of smiles because it's a project that you you're involved into and you're trying to grow every day so what would you say is your i wouldn't say ideal plan but i would say one or two goals in the future for smiles to achieve um and be a part of so i would really really like to see all sports students getting involved in smiles in some way um, and that's not necessarily just saying all, all students across the university or across sport have to be mentors, right, or formal mentors. But yeah. getting involved in some way, either through past classes, through events that Smiles promotes, through re- watching, listening to the podcast, just generally all students being involved with this Smiles community that we're trying to develop and build. Mm-hmm. Um, because I believe it's through Smiles that, one, we are going to be able to develop more opportunities for students, yes. but also keep in contact with students after they graduate as, uh, as graduates, uh, bringing mm. them into, into the project as well. So I see it as being absolutely essential to everything we're trying to build around the employability uh, piece and, and student engagement. So I'd like to see all students get involved. And also, I'd really like to see smiles growing beyond just this area of of sports right up to this point smiles has been very much um uh a a department of applied sport and exercise sciences project but now we're starting to expand it to also collaborate with other uh departments at the university with other universities themselves we've got a partnership uh coming up with uh with a university in australia as well as potential other universities in the UK in the future. And it's about sharing best practice and working together to make sure it's as beneficial as it can be. And students, crucially, who are involved in it, being able to speak with another student who's doing mentoring in another university and develop together and share what what each other's doing. I think that is incredibly valuable as a networking tool Um, and something that would be amazing if we can... Uh, to pull that off for, for, for smiles so I'd say if there are two things those would be the main two things I'd would be great to see oh that's really really nice I mean I can I can never say enough about how much smiles has helped me achieve and how much smiles have helped me but um these goals are amazing and I think it is I mean with the right with the right time and the right planning we can we can make it work definitely um thank you so much Jacob for your time um I do appreciate you coming on on here and I think it's an episode that everyone will enjoy to get to know you better and to get to know your role better so thank you for your time thank you very much Sarah much appreciated